I need to remind you guys about my Patreon. If you head over to patreon.com forward slash FI guide, you can find the FIG Patreon where subscribers pay a monthly fee for early access, private and premium content, as well as access to the FIG Discord. £3, £5, £8 and £12 tiers, all with a 15% discount if you go for the yearly options and a load of people are enjoying it. Over 90 members so far and growing every week. Head over to patreon.com forward slash FI guide for more info. Here's the legal stuff from Football Index. FI is a gambling product available to customers in certain territories aged 18 or over. The content of this podcast has not been approved by Football Index, but they do listen to the show to keep me on my toes. Please remember to only gamble what you can afford to lose. BeGambleAware.org. And when the fun stops, stop. Hello and welcome back to the Figcast Extra, episode 52. As always, joined by Sporting Panda. How are you? You know this, Fig? Yeah, I do know this, but what's the wrestling reference? There isn't one this week. That's just so many DMs about, oh, can you play some Dolly Parton? Apparently she's been popping up on the timeline recently. So uh, people have just asked me for that. So Who has been DMing you, asking you to play Dolly Parton? Uh, I, I, look, they might not want to be... Their names might not want to be <laughs> given. <laughs> given. You've either made it up or you're being very loyal to those people. Do you know, uh... I'm a super loyal person. <laughs> Who I will give away his name is a friend of the show, Chris Barker who has sent me a photo mm. of uh, raw kimchi. Um, so he's obviously quite a culinary wow. culinary master. That's the word, isn't it, in the kitchen? Because for those who didn't listen last week, I was telling people that the majority of serotonin is created in the gut, and gut health is very important. And kimchi is a fermented food, which helps that. So that's the link to that. So, yeah, Chris is enjoying his kimchi. Um, and, yeah, how are you, anyway? I'm all right. Bit of a slow week. Uh Video yesterday. Been a good week in the- in eight minutes. Good, good, good week for Arsenal in the Premier League. Um, uh, not done much there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Arsenal fact for you off the top of my head. Well, actually, I sent it, didn't I? So they've won the ball back in the final third of the pitch um, six times once this season before the last six weeks. Then they've done it kind of four times out of six. Clumsy wow. word in there from me, but... Essentially, what I'm saying is there are murmurings that the press efficiency is starting to click now. And if you look at the rolling XG of their offense and defense, actually, that's very American because I'm in American sport mode, but um, it, it's looking really positive. And this has been a really, really good run for Arsenal. So this is an exciting game coming up this weekend. Against and isn't United. it isn't it just the, the Premier League of runs, isn't it? Oh, we were discussing this. Yeah, I was like... I, there have been teams that have just gone on runs yeah. and it feels like you're either on a run or you're in a rut, mm. Mm. which is weird. Mm. Which um, is a, City now 10 in a row. Typi- you, go on. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. I was just going to say typically over Christmas, historically I've noticed um, runs, I guess as you'd call them, because the games come thick and fast and you don't often get that break to work on things on the training ground. So I remember Everton under Roberto Martinez that year, I think lost every single game over a festive period. Um, it, like and that's just that's the only example that come to my head but in my records i've got more and i wonder because fixtures are coming so thick and fast 
and with no away fans, whether there is something there. Now, the data guys out there in the statistical minds will probably say there's not enough evidence to support that theory yet. But I do see something there. And in American football, uh, road win percentage is up this year because of no fans. And you are, they are, Vegas, when they set the odds and the spread, they are dropping home field advantage by a point or a point and a half. Typically, home field is worth three points. Um, but that's been dropped this year. So, yeah, there are runs, as you say. There is there is something there. I haven't done the complete statistical analysis of it, but it does feel like teams are getting on runs. And, and you know, would United have had 14 unbeaten with away fans? I, I don't think so, to be honest with you. That is no. an astronomical number, especially the number of comebacks. What an awful run. Uh, what an awful performance by them yesterday, though. I was pretty certain they'd come back, and it looked like they would, but... Yeah, yeah. Do you know the guy... Um, Mark Goldbridge. Yes, I do. I've the United met him stand. briefly. Oh, with you? Yeah. I mean, he's quite—he's quite a funny chap. I, I kind of enjoy some of his shows. I watch some of the fan channels, but he was quite oh, strong reactions last night. I just felt it's a touch harsh because if you're United, you know you've had Liverpool twice recently, Burnley away who've been in good form, and these little nights happen. Like look at City drawing with Fulham one or um, or was West it West Brom? Brom? At home as well. Sorry, West Brom. Yeah, like they were awful last night, but. It just looked a touch flat and it was almost like a bit of a trap game for them with Arsenal coming up. They just weren't quite at it. But yeah, they were appalling mm. last night, weren't they? Um, but yeah, really plenty nice. of football debate coming up. I've been tweeting quite a bit this week. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I have. I have noticed. I've not, been tweeting quite a bit as well, actually. Have you? Mostly about Football Index, though. Oh, not, yeah, because I've not been too much Football Index, I think. Just general football stuff. Yeah. Mm. Um, mm. But do, do you want me to give you my fig fact of the day? Or fig fact go of the on, week? go on. Yep. So after sea turtles lay their eggs, yep. they create decoy nests for predators. <sighs> How smart is that? That's just out of this world. That is that. Do you know what that reminds me of? The film Lucky Number Slevin. Slevin. And ne- they talk about the Kansas City Shuffle. Ah, they talk about the Kansas City Shuffle in there. Essentially, like, you know, you make loads of noise and get people to look one way and you carry out the heist or do something in the other direction. You know, it's yeah. like a misdirection. Um and that's what mm. these sea turtles were doing. They're performing the, the Kansas City Shuffle. I had someone today, which I'm not going to name, had a phone call with. He's a big fan of the show. Had a call with him about three o'clock. And I was worried he was trying to perform that on me. I'm not going to go into details. <laughs> He'll know who he is. Um, I don't even know what to say. No, Lee, no, ignore that. Have you spoke to TC yet? Referenced him last week. Have you, is, is uh, I, he's coming on the podcast second week of February. Oh, okay. Or like so, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, Ian, uh, shout out to Ian... Is it Brodders? Brodders? Yeah, I don't know if that's his... But anyway, work, matchbook, he does some matchbook podcasts. His comment made me laugh today when he said he can't get my bone broth out of his head. He said, no <laughs> He said no question, um, but I still can't shake the term panda's bone broth from my mind. <laughs> Just, and I, his comments like that, narrow-minded people out there, which are leading to no orders on my bone broth. Not one person has DM'd me saying, can I have a pot of your bone broth? A pot. Oh, a jar, isn't it, technically? It's a glass jar with a decorative know. feature on it, apparently. You said you were going to send me some. I've not got any. You haven't committed to the order yet. I mean, if you say... To, I won't even <laughs> charge you for it. If you say, send me some bone broth, I'll uh, I'll create some tonight and I'll uh, I'll send it to you. Cre- create. Sa- sounds like a potion. <laughs> You're not cooking well, it, it is. You're creating it. Organic bones from my local farm. I boil them, scoop the innards out, the gelatin, and... My secret uh, magic sort of little fairy dust goes in it, and that's the panda bone broth, and it's very good for you. But uh, Ian, I'll try and convince you over the next week uh, when I when oh, I talk God. to you about that. Yeah. Should we talk a little bit about FI? Go on. But from a footballing standpoint first, and then maybe something else that I want to talk about, which is quite interesting. So first of all, biggest news 
Thomas Tuchel comes in, Lampard's out. I was right, you were wrong. What do you mean you were right, I was wrong? I was right, you were wrong. I in said, what way? Lampard's gone. You were like, I think he's going to say, gun to head. Did I say that? Yeah, go listen. All right. I, I, thought, I thought I said <laughs> they had Luton at home at odds of 1.17, Wolves yeah. at 1.62, and that those two games were quite winnable. And they might, I thought they were going to give him those two games and he was going to get a couple of wins and that was going to extend it by a month or two. But ultimately, I felt he'd lost the locker room and there was no identity to his project. But okay, you were more... The locker room. (laughs) I'm so American. You were ultimately more right than I was. So I will will bow down to you there. Fine. So yeah, Lampard's gone. And we said from a football index uh, trading perspective, you talk about buying low, selling high. You were right about that. That is an angle which probably hasn't been utilised enough out there from the traders, but that was um, exciting that some Chelsea players, like they couldn't really have been playing worse and new manager bounce. It's probably overused by the media, but you are buying in at a very cheap price on some of those players and they are That's talented. the first time we've seen it in a while on the internet. Definitely. Reacting to proper news. Definitely. Like I, I think your tweet was quite complimentary and it was quite smart. Like when Sancho didn't come, you should have seen, and that well, in the old days on football index, you'd have seen other players at United rise, because clearly without Sancho there, Bruno is still the main guy for media. Um, there's less midfield threat, and I think that's played out. He's had just an amazing year for dividend wins. Um, so it's really encouraging that we've seen Chelsea players rise off the back of a new manager appointment and that new bounce. Um, you're probably more of a tactical mind than me in football. Were you? What did we see? Like. It's too early, isn't it? There's going to be so much chopping I think, and changing. I didn't, I didn't watch it, mm. but two things stood out. Wing-back's really high. Very, very and high. very, very possession-oriented. Yep. yep. With maybe little incision, but perhaps mm-hmm. you might not need mass amount of chances for Chelsea players to do well. So for me... Yeah. I'm kind of paying attention closely to the wingbacks. Is Marcus Alonso going to play, come back in? Mm, mm, is mm. Reese James going to get a go at right wing? Oh, I think Reese start- James is looking an awfully attractive price. If uh, let me just what is in. he now? Let me have a look because you know the delivery is undoubted. Uh, maybe they'll question marks about his defensive quality. Although that was a touch harsh. Remember when he got um, absolutely destroyed by Alfonso Davis last year against Bayern? He's got destroyed this season by who else destroyed him? Uh, uh, Tierney and Martinelli that game. Oh yeah, and yeah, he yeah, got yeah, destroyed yeah. by but, who was it? Was it Harvey Barnes who really yes, who really yep, ran him yep. ragged as well? But you know he's good. well, he's one pounds eighty seven on the buy price, one pound fifty six um, on the sell or the bid, um, but. You know, what's that? That's tech- But could Callum Edison and Adoy play right wing back instead? <sighs> in the home games, yes. I would still think Reese James with that quality on his delivery and the more defensive-minded, um, oh, I guess, mindset of him. That's double mind there. Uh, we're still with a better option away from home. I still think Reese James is a better natural wing back than Callum hudson Adoy. Oh, absolutely. So I still think... <laughs> Reece- that's the question. Yeah, Reese James at 21 at that price in this system... Looks a real threat. Kovacic racked up 150 passes, got lots of the ball in the middle of the park. But again, a relatively easy game. Like Wolves, from a betting perspective, which obviously I follow more closely than than even Football Index, have been atrocious. I mean, when when uh, Jimenez got the awful injury against Arsenal, I think they actually snuck that game and won. Ever since that point, they've been really quite awful because Jimenez and, and, and Hotter, Jota are out of the club, aren't they, from last year? So they've looked quite pony. You know, they've looked quite naff. Um, I don't know where I was going with Wolves, but the point, oh, sorry, the point being, it was an easy game for Chelsea. And when I look at Kovacic's numbers on the ball, 
that might not be replica, uh, replicable. Yeah, so the, the, a lot of chopping and changing the jury's out, but I've got a keen eye on Chelsea players and looking for who is going to be the uh, the breakthrough star there. Shout out as well to our friend uh, Headhunter, who probably for the funniest trading strategy of the week, I'm sure he won't mind me saying this, said to us, I'm buying Kai Havertz because I think his name would score really well in Scrabble. And I think the, the, think the journalists would just like to write it. Have you ever heard anything like that? I've never heard anything. Did so you see him? Did you life. see him say that, or did you miss that? Oh, I didn't actually. I oh, think I missed that. But he that is said, one of the most absurd. Yeah, things he I've said it looks really nice on paper. It scores well on Scrabble. <laughs> I think the journalists are going to get attached to it because he's got a V and a Z in it. I mean, talk about the guy going senile as Liverpool yeah, drop off oh the face word. of the earth with their fall. Yeah, I mean, the guys I mean, like, tonight if they don't win tonight, <laughs> if they don't win tonight, uh, I may. Well I think give that's a, that for him. Isn't I may well give him a ring to be honest. I'll give him a ring actually as well. Yeah, I might, like give, him a little, cool. I might give him a little tea tonight. Yeah, <laughs> just a few voice notes. Yeah. Last time, uh-huh. we, <laughs> last time we spoke, Fig, we uh, Liverpool were playing West Burnley, and yes, went off at about one point two five, one point three, because they rested a couple yep. of players. Um, sorry for all the decimal odds out there for people that don't understand. Uh, you know, no decimal odds in betting. But anyway, um, they lost and they got turned over. Four years mm. home record. Undone. And it was funny that game. I thought, again, territorially, they played okay and Liverpool got to the final third. But have teams figured out Trent's crossing ability? Or, or like, figured. He is, though. The thing is, yeah, hold on. on. Like, he's not doing that because it's the only thing he can do. He's being told to cross. And I think I had the numbers that he had, what was it like? It was like one of... It was one out of 22 successful but crosses. Hold so you had Shachiri, who was zero of Shakiri. six. or so, so Shachiri. Oh, okay. Sorry. Is that right? It, 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 he's from the same place that my parents are from. I'm saying, so you definitely know this, because I'm actually going to bow down to this. Usually, I rarely take your word for things. But so, right. So you're not embarrassing me here. I'm not. Right. I'm okay. not. Um, hold on. Okay. So Shachiri, zero of six or something like that. I think Robertson was one of six. Yeah. And I think Tiago was about one of three or four. So it wasn't just Trent. It was the fact that they just had no one in the middle. And you had Burnley <sighs> team who love, who love defending crosses. And also, have you seen Liverpool score that many from, from that many crosses this season? Well, I haven't. I, I haven't. I really and, haven't. And I haven't seen. I haven't seen anyone. I don't, I don't that, really get that right hand side, especially when Salah was on the bench in the first half. Um, the Liverpool fans out there can get at me if this is wrong, but they didn't seem to have the ability to beat a man or take a man out of the game. You know, Shakiri was cutting inside. Trent was. I guess he was getting on the outside and putting in sort of crosses, but the defensive structure of Burnley was perfect. It was. A, it reminded me a little bit of when Atletico set up perfectly with two blocks of four. And it's very hard to pick someone out. And they don't have a big target man anyway, do they, Liverpool? Um, no. And it's it just, you know, territorially. I mean, I've got here a tweet here which talks about Liverpool's main threat of attacks. So they talk about the Gergen press. Well, that relies on needing a possession-based opponent. And a lot of teams this year have been willing to sit back. Um, counters, again, you need a possession-based opponent. They haven't always had that this year. The games I've seen them struggle... Fulham, uh, Newcastle at St. James's, Southampton, uh, the other night, Burnley, Anfield, you know, teams have sat back against them. Set piece goals. They've really missed Van Dyke there, haven't they? Um, Van Dyke's long balls. I would argue they probably missed as well. Yeah. Um, the confidence is very low, which is a, it's an intangible quality, but something I look for, like 
like Origi missing that chance when he went through one on one. I'm a firm believer in there's an awareness in that team around their lack of goals, and everyone is just snatching an extra couple of percent when they get chances. Like when Mane ran onto it, he skied it last week. Although there was a challenge against him. Um, possession work. The biggest, poor. the biggest, the biggest insult I can give Liverpool is yeah. that against Burnley, it was like watching. Arsenal eight weeks ago when they were just cross. Yeah, it, it, it's just a touch ponderous, and and, and for the for, for Liverpool fans out there, you know, this is just it's kind of irrelevant. Like you know, I still think Jurgen Klopp is one of the best two or three coaches in the world. I absolutely adore the Liverpool project. This isn't Liverpool bashing; they're going to be absolutely fine. And it is amazing that we tend to kind of always overreact to six or eight week runs. I mean, that Van Dijk injury was arguably always going to catch up with them, especially with Fabinho dropping in. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I don't. Well, I guess it's obvious, really. But they look a long way off City and the title to me this year, turning it around. Um, on Liverpool, another thing has been a good debate about this week. I've been quite critical of Thiago. Mm, you have. Uh, you, you don't agree with me, do you? I don't. I don't. Mm. I thought he was in the in the League United game, the nil nil. I thought he was the best. I thought he was the best player on the pitch. Mm. Um, mm. In the first, from minute fifteen to about sixty, I thought he was just outstanding. And if mm. you consider he was playing in a midfield with Shaqiri and Wijnaldum, like it's just like well, he can't do everything on his own. And I think no. he, he played those kind of incisive balls into the front three over and over again, and often mm. it came back towards the midfield again and it was just yeah, it, just a it could bit have been like a, yeah, come on. yeah it, it, it could Turn. have been a misunderstanding from my I mean the role is probably an easy fix and I feel I apologise to uh, F.I. Bull out there who I haven't actually listened to that clip on the Roundtable podcast and I will because I'm intrigued to see what those guys say about it but it just felt like he wasn't playing the ball and then going on and I guess that's not really necessarily what he's told to do he's told job. to dictate and tempo set. Not, there you go not his job but his job I would think requires defensive work rate. And he's not, I see him getting caught a lot with late challenges, not doing a lot of defensive output. And the best moments they had, I thought against Burnley was when Vinealdon was breaking through and bursting through and he created a couple of chances like that. And Thiago is a very aesthetically pleasing footballer. He's no doubt a fantastic passer, but my point to you that I couldn't get across on Twitter is that if everyone is fit in that squad, do you not think the best midfield is Fabinho, Vinealdon and Henderson for Klopp's system? I would be no. I still think okay. he has to start. Right. So I you'd probably think. go for Henderson. I guess you'd have to say Henderson, Fabinho, and Thiago. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 That's okay. what I would go for anyway. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. Um, um. Go on. Sorry. No. No. Nothing else. No. 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 I was just going to ask. You know, from an FI perspective. Yes. Which, yeah. Of yeah. which we probably need to speak about Liverpool. I just. Who is going to be winning the dividends there? This season for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, oh, it's hard, isn't it? It's it'll probably be spread. I don't really see a sort of standout option, to be honest. I mean, Thiago racks up a lot of points, doesn't he? And there's a lot of pretty passes, but I just don't know if he's got that goal threat. Yeah. And there doesn't seem to be a lot of, you know, e- expected assist numbers coming through per 90 in those players. I think Shakiri, or sorry about the pronunciation, is 0.61 per 90. He's the highest. Um, Matip. Is actually relatively high, which is a surprise, which I couldn't believe. I, I can see these numbers. They don't look like anyone really. I mean, Mane still looks the most polished footballer um, and he's probably got the best form, but you know, not, not really bullish. I mean, obviously Trent's been a massive disappointment. Robertson was outstanding, one of the best buyers of the season, but he seems since Christmas on, he's dropped off a touch. Um, 
So I'm not really looking at Liverpool, to be honest. It's, it's probably Chelsea and City that I'm looking at more intently. Mm, and so West Ham. They've been in really good form. West Ham, but, interesting. Uh, football index related, another thing very quickly. Uh, we never spoke about the announcement last week. We didn't. Pod. Just uh, the biggest thing for me, for listeners, I'd love to know what they think, is around the issuance curve. Mm. And, you know, scrapping IPDs, I think people can agree to disagree on that. That's water under the bridge. Uh, the new, I guess I'd call it, a dual team of the week announcement, i.e. the six best midfielders per week are getting a reward. Um, so it's like having an A and a B team, isn't it? It's two team of the week is how I look at it. Um, I, I like that. But what stood out to me a lot was the um, yeah the issuance curve. And we're going to find out February the 20th how that works in practice, aren't we? Do you think that they've done something quite smart there? Oh, for sure. And let's see how it's used. But... New users uh, of the index, let's say Jao Felix is there and he's hitting his peak price, which is, I don't know what that was, £4.30, £4.40, might be a touch higher. Then there becomes a big wall of football index sale orders or shares to issue, and he moves up slower than somebody that's already reached a peak price. Um, that doesn't have the shares football index issue. That's a really clumsy way of saying it. So apologies for that. But the movement on players, ultimately, you could argue it didn't make huge sense to a newcomer. Now, initially, there was some fear out there that this meant they were just going to be doing loads of minting or issuing of bets at low prices, below all-time high. I I didn't look at it that way, and I don't think you did either. And I think this gives them the flexibility to... It puts restraints on them to only issue a thousand per day, uh, which can accrue over thirty days—a maximum of what thirty thousand over thirty days, if need be. But if they've issued, say, Kimmich is having a world-class game and he's already at peak price, if Football Index have issued thirty thousand shares on Kimmich in the last month, that's them done, and they can only offer like a thousand every day moving forward. So the market and the price is going to be set by Football Index users. And then Football Index can come in and mint at 10, 11, 12 pounds, wherever the market is set for Kimmich. So is this not a way to to have a more dynamic market and prices rising quicker? It makes more sense. Yeah, I think you probably could have done a better job there than me. No, I thought that. you explained it really, really well. I just felt like if we're not going to have a if we're not going to have a floor set by FI or a market <laughs> yeah. maker, then we remove the ceiling. Right. Yeah. 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 And we've got another thing around these shares selling out. You know, once that, once they sell out, then that is something that I want to reserve judgment on. I'm not as convinced that that was the right thing to do. But I just, I don't see how that works fully. But I'm willing to be proven wrong. There's just something about the limited shares and dividend increase type thing. Because I'm quite for. The limited shares of a million. No, I mean, I, well, we we can we can have that debate, I guess, when it comes into effect, and we we can reserve judgment on the impact. I mean, I I think it's quite a powerful piece, and I, the oversupply thing. Like me and you have gone back and forth on. I mean, ultimately, it doesn't matter because every bet is is mutually. If you hold every player till their retirement, the payouts are mutually exclusive. So it doesn't matter how many shares are in issuance we get paid out the same on that player. But where that where it does put pressure on it is is obviously recycling or selling the share. So if you're capping that supply, 
But like a lot of these players won't go to a million panda. No, and we we have already had. Well, they would cap- do with the international but, expansion potentially. Uh, yeah, but, okay, but like we've already had capped supply to some extent, haven't we? Yeah, but so you're saying, you know, I, for I'm example, saying, let, but let's like, pick Sancho, right? Yeah, you just on. keep minting, minting, minting. 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Let's say 20 is his peak forever, right? Let's say he yeah. moves to United. Not according to Lee, but not Lee B, it's not. It's 35. <laughs> okay, right. Hypothetically, <laughs> anyway, nice, easy, easy round number, right? Yeah, uh, 20 quid. He moves to United, has a, an exceptional first season. He yeah. gets 20 quid. You have 1.5 million shares in circulation. He never gets 20 pounds again. There is never going to be another printed bet. No. So tell me the difference. Well, there is no difference there, no. So isn't this more of a cosmetic thing that makes traders... M- no, because if there, is no ca- if, there, if there is no cap on it, then they're going to keep going at 21, 22, 23. But and why? it's going to put but more why? pressure. If he, does, if he never gets past that. Oh, well, if he never gets past that, but why wouldn't he get past it with, with dividends potentially increasing, with new customers, with expansion? You know, prices have been increasing over the last four to five years. Obviously, they're not at the moment. But yeah. Why, why? Theoretically, in your world, if that's the cap, yes. Okay. I so, so okay, from an accountancy perspective, then with FI now a million capped, is it not harder now to increase dividends? Um. Well, okay, I'm putting I you on the spot. I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, but. I... And I'm recording with Martin Grealia tomorrow, so we might have some more. In oh conversation yes, conversation on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I never really thought many players would reach that million cap. <laughs> but it does You just create... told me it would. Well, no, I do think the best young players would, and then that creates quite a powerful psychological effect of them being sold out, although you might say to me they'll always be a seller. Um, you know, imagine if, if a player's sold out, then they go to Germany. What's that situation going to look like? then they're going to have to pay a lot more, aren't they, for that share? Mm. We shall see I, the psychological impact I of the sellout. there is, yeah, the sellout. I'm interested to see that because, like, I guess on the other hand is, like, you always know your liabilities if you're FI. Well, FI modelling-wise, no maximum cap on if every Sancho share is sold. They've got 80,000 left. They'll know what worst-case scenario looks like, probably. What does that look like then if we get to a million shares in someone? What do you mean? What does it look like? Like we're, we're sold a million out. times 5p, isn't it? We're sold out. And what happens? Then all of a sudden, you know, everyone's scrambling to buy that share. <laughs> I mean, it's just FOMO magnified. I mean, well, look, I don't know the full answer to it, but I, I was one that didn't actually hate that, that cap. I don't hate I, it. I, I'm I, just think a bit I think I've said this to Dunwell. Like, I Honestly, I'd love to have done well on now and people that don't believe in... Like, it, there are two schools of thought out there and I saw Divi, uh, Divi Rascal put in a thread about it and I'm still waiting for that data. I don't know if he's provided it yet, but he was sort of... It's irrefutable that supply, oversupply is an issue, but I, I don't buy that necessarily like it's irrefutable because I've seen loads of players drop across the market and why are the players in higher circulation going up more this week? So... It doesn't quite. I don't think it's as simple as just as, as just no. that. But like I more think, shares in circulation equals down. go down. Yeah, I don't buy that, and I'd love to see the data because he's a smart cookie. So I'm waiting for that. So I don't buy that he's right in that sense. But I do think the more shares in circulation, just by logic, there is more people looking to recycle and sell at a certain point, therefore depressing prices. It's a scramble to sell on an injury. 
or you've just got probabilistically more chance at any one time of finding a group of traders in the country that are looking to to sell. Hmm. Right. Well, let's hold it there. We'll, we'll see about that. But so we were both quite pleased about the announcement. I was, yeah, like a seven out of ten. Yeah. I think. Yeah, the, I was. The, the great voice of um, Futures, who was on the podcast last last week. Yeah, I like um, him. Great voice. Uh, mm. He said. Um, he said that he didn't want a ten out of ten because he knew it would mean that it would be bad for FI, and he wanted yeah, he quite wanted yeah. a middle of the road yep, announcement, yep. so it would be good for yeah. traders and also good for FI. Now, and the announcement on Monday, twelve rungs of depth again. Yes, just we're not nice. used to seeing this, good. are we? A Friday announcement which went down pretty well, considering, followed by a Monday announcement that we didn't expect, talking about 12 rungs of debt. Well, I thought I've delivered more in 2021 F- than they yeah, have it's since been a very, very December last yeah, year. Yeah, it's been a very positive 24 days. Or mm. 28 now, isn't it? 28. Yeah. You missed, yeah. where, where have you been for this? <laughs> Sleep, watching cricket. <laughs> um, Do you want to get straight into the questions? Unless you've got yeah, something to talk about. No, no, no. That will lead us where we need to go. Brilliant, um, brilliant. So let me bring those up. Brilliant. While you do that, I'm going to plug The Athletic. If you guys don't know what The Athletic is, it is a subscription-based sports news uh, site which is awesome uh, and you can get it for £2.49 a month if you head over to theathletic.co.uk forward slash fig which you get 50% off your subscription for which is pretty awesome have you bought anything recently for more than £2.49? Uh, brought a new harness for the dog well uh, I'll tell like, you what you're gone I'm going to probably buy the sleeping mask that Index Futures has recommended right yes I will wait for your review on that because I'm about to get a review from Matt Showpony because he has some sleep troubles as well. And mm, he's, uh, mm. he said he's bought one to mm. see if it's any good. Mm, mm, mm. But okay. I'm, I'm still awaiting a review from him, really. Let me know. The tri- tryptophan's quite good before bed. Uh, turkey. Tryptophan. has got that in. Yeah, turkey's what's, what's got that? that in. It's a chemical. Um, turkey's got it in. Bananas. Uh, let me just double check. I haven't just made that up and talking complete. <laughs> Sometimes my brain... You know, I do worry what it comes out with. Um, oh, no, tryptophan, you can get the tablets. But you find it in natural food. Very, very good for sleep. Yeah, fair people enough. Learn, people message me and say, like, I'm just, I'm learning so much. I wonder as well, if I ran a lifestyle course or gambling course, how much could I charge per head? But we'll talk about that another day. I reckon you could charge. I get so many messages, people. I mean, I, do you know, I had a chat with LL on the phone about... Did you? Um, you spoke like, to that scrub? Yeah, <laughs> scrub. About gambling and he's put me in touch with the meteorologist and it's like as i don't <laughs> do it i do get some some passion and there's another guy here at weather dan the one I, well maybe i shouldn't say his name he's got a locked thing but um looking to organize something with him and i do quite enjoy doing little gambling tidbits of people and trying to help them on their journey would you do like an online course or would you do like one-to-one I'd... coaching i, I reckon know. you'd be pretty me... expensive for one-to-one let coaching, me yeah right? i mean how much would you charge for a top <laughs> lawyer or dentist <laughs> per hour uh, or an architect let me know if you want to uh, learn sports betting how much you'd be willing to pay for or, like a 10 module course um, but anyway uh, that's by the buyer for now and we're going to get into the questions we are have you got one to hand I've got one to hand here from uh, Stu McDonald Go on. who usually listens in the bath um, if you could sleep with any woman in the world or know any government classified secret which would it be <laughs> also which woman uh God, government secret. I mean, the big ones that come to mind are what? what hang on, I bookmarked something that might be of use here. Uh, what have you? Have you bookmarked like a government conspiracy? Or is this it is, you know, who really I, do you know who I actually 
followed the other day and I quite like some of the things because I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I would call myself an open-minded guy. Yeah. Um, Dr. Duba. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wonder if he'll reach out, but anyway, he seems someone that's open-minded like myself, you know, a future thinker, but I've got here the conspiracy chart. Okay. Um, and at the bottom it's got things that actually happened and it's got like MK ultra operation mockingbird, blah, blah, blah. And then at the top, it's got like, you know, Illuminati, new yep. world order, flat earth, pizza, yep. thing like that. But just looking here, if there's any uh, chemtrails is on there, for example. Um, but I'm just looking, I guess UFOs would be in JFK. Yeah, so I was, I was you know, the moon say, landing oh, UFOs. Mate, I'm telling JFK. you, I love, Ali- I love aliens, right? I mean, I'm who a, doesn't? I'm a, I'm a yeah. big fan. I'm a big yeah. fan of aliens. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You met one yet? <laughs> You're as close to one as I've come, mm. I think. Um, mm. If I got to know whether or not we've actually been in touch with aliens or not, I think that would set me right for the rest of my life. Okay. But then... One night with Zara McDermott. Yeah. And she seems a bit of a flop. I mean, she's cheated on him. So it isn't out of the question. Uh, it's absolutely not out of the question, is it? Um, do you follow her on um, on Instagram? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah. A- but like, look, if I got to know whether or not we've ever seen aliens or been in contact with them, then yeah. I'm afraid that has to win. Surely it has to win, doesn't it? You- you'd Probably. be able to die easy then, wouldn't you? I'd be able to. Guess, I'd be able to rest in peace. Do you know in the Shawshank Redemption? They. Um, I have watched JFK it by the way before anyone gets the butt on my back. Yeah, yeah. I have the watched J- it. The JFK secret comes out, doesn't it? Yyes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In the box, he yeah, finds yeah, yeah. the government secret by the tree. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where is that filmed? Is it somewhere? In- Where is it filmed? Yeah. I have no idea. Uh, anyway, moving on. Um, have you watched? Have you watched? Ah, oh, what's Go that on. series with? Um, Breaking Bad, The Sopranos, no, The Wire. No, it's the mini series. Mini series. It's the one that's it's it's a number. It's like a date. It's like nineteen something. But it's about a guy who goes back in time and tries to stop the JFK assassination. And it's oh, got a no. famous actor, the guy that plays in the he plays in the original Spider Man. He's the Goblin. There's two brothers that are that are actors. Fucking hell, like mm. quite pale, like my complexion. Mm, don't know. Ah, uh, I always forget their names. Anyway, anyway. All right. My question. No, that f- fine. Uh you're actually actually just pause it there. I just need to pop to the loo actually. Do you? Yeah. I mean, you can either talk through it, but that would be quite uncomfortable, or you can edit this out. I don't mind if the listeners what what they want to know. It's up to you. All I'll, right. I'll literally be about 60 seconds because otherwise right. I'm not going to be able to relax into these questions. All right, fair. fair. All right, okay. I'm on my own now. Fucking hell. Last time we did this, it was really, really bad. I'm just trying to... I'm going to start naming things that I've never watched right now, just to start pissing people off. So I've never watched Green Mile. I've never watched any of the Matrix films. I've never watched any of the Lord of the Rings films. All right? So I know I can hear you already. I've not even put this out, and I can hear you raging at your phone. Why doesn't Fig listen to that? Why doesn't Fig watch that? Why doesn't Fig watch that? I can't believe it. He hasn't had a childhood... Did he, did he have a TV when he was young? I did have a TV. I just haven't watched any of those films. I'm trying to think what else I haven't watched. I've never watched The Sopranos that, that Panda mentioned. I've never watched... I hadn't watched Good Will Hunting until like... I've never watched Saving Private Ryan. I legit have never watched that film. Um, I've never watched The Godfather, any of The Godfather films. Any like old school gangster black and white film I've not watched. Um... Hmm. What else haven't I watched? I've watched a lot of TV. That's the thing, and I've watched a lot of films. I just clearly haven't watched many good ones. Should I just go on IMDb? Just go like best films ever, and just see what I have and haven't watched. 
best films ever. IMDb. Okay. Shawshank Redemption, I've watched that. Godfather, I haven't watched that. Schindler's List, I haven't watched that. Pulp Fiction, I only watched recently. Um, Inception, I've watched that. Fight Club, watched that. Forrest Gump, I haven't watched Forrest Gump. Good, the Bad and the Ugly, haven't watched that. Matrix, haven't watched that. Goodfellas, haven't watched that. Star Wars, I've watched all the Star Wars, which is good. Uh, One Flew Over the Cooker's Nest, I've watched that. I haven't actually watched Parasite, interestingly. City of God, I've watched that. Spirited Away, I've watched that. Green Mile, as I mentioned, I haven't watched that. Seven, I haven't watched. I have watched Seven. Silence of the Lambs, I haven't watched. Um, <sighs> Hello. I've just been naming like everything I've never watched, just to get it all out in the open. What, so everybody knows? I just splashed yeah. my face. I took, but I just splashed my face, kind of thought, well, right, just get back into never these questions. The, I've never watched The Usual Suspects. That's never a cracker. any of the Terminator oh, films. Oh, crikey. I've never watched Psycho, Casablanca. Have you just gone on IMDb? And oh, I'm literally work? going through like best films on IMDb. I, I did that. Um, how old was I? I might have even been your age. I went through IMDb and tried to finish the top 100. Wow. Memento, I never watched, never watched that. Yeah, I, watched, I never watched 12 Angry Men, which I'm annoyed about. Oh, I've never that's watched that. List, I've never watched any of the like, Alien or Alien of the Predator films. Never watched any of those. Christ, you've got such an exciting like, period ahead of you. Uh... I'm always envious of people that haven't seen um, these quality films and acts. You know, Lisa loves the um, Marvel films. I think. Lisa Black Widow from the Discord. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she does. I've just, see, I've just seen an advert for one of them here in front She's of me. She's a big fan. Should mm. I get my uh, FI Ram question here, the quick fire Ram? Go on, let's get cracking. Jordan Henderson, underrated or overrated? <sighs> I would say both. Crikey, he's good, isn't he, this guy? Um, Jordan Henderson. How can you say underrated when he won player of the year? I, I I'd say he, I think he's, I think he's neutral. I think he, yeah, I think he's in a, in the middle of those two. I think he's fine. I think he's respected at just the right level. Okay. I, hmm. I think it's both. Okay. I think he's underrated by a lot of people who just think he's shit. And I think he's overrated by a lot of Liverpool fans who think he's actually world-class when he clearly isn't. Um, right. Who scores more career goals, Mbappe or Haaland? Haaland. Agree. Bigger club, Atletico Madrid or Dortmund? Hmm. He's good, this guy. Um, this is so I would lean Atletico. Yeah, I, I lean Atletico too. More euphoric moment. And I, I'm sorry, I've got no idea what's going on here. But oh, is this Michael Kasprovich? Kasprovich? Yeah. yeah caught down leg by Jones at... Ed Bass, Ed yeah, that's the 2005 Ashes to give England yep. victory by two runs, or Stoke smashing it for four to complete one wicket win with. Oh, crikey! I was more euphoric. Uh, he's got that wrong, you know. Nine, it was 19. <laughs> um, it was last year. But oh yeah, I think the Ben Stokes cover drive. I think it was a cover drive. Was more epic because they chased three seven three. Oh, I don't know. But, oh, sugar. No, I th- I think Stokes was more miraculous feat, but. More euphoric was Kasparovich called down the leg side. So 2005, Kasparovich. Okay. Go on. Yep. Um, does an Englishman win the Ballon d'Or in the next five years? No. No. Who, who would it be? Who's our closest? Jack Grealish? Phil Foden, Jack Grealish. Yeah, I think Jack, you know, people are, I think Jack Grealish is the most talented Englishman. And at a massive club, he's got the potential to win a Ballon d'Or. People are going to laugh at that. Who, who else is going to? It's not going to be Sterling. I don't see it being Harry Kane anymore. 
I just don't think it can be Rashford. I think he's got a touch of a ceiling, like can be excellent. Um, Greenwood, you know, I think he can win one one day, but he's too young. Foden, yes. <laughs> I don't even mind. I, you know, I like him. The answers are Foden or Green Greenish. What about Sancho? Oh, well, look, people know I think he's going to win one. Sorry, I, I, forgot, I thought it was Premier League. I don't know, okay. an Englishman. Sancho, Grealish or Foden? You think Grealish definitely. can win a Ballon d'Or age 25, 26 already? Mm, yeah. Okay. Does Yusufa Makoku become an elite player? See, I have a quite don't strong about about that. opinion about him. Is I think he doesn't necessarily have a high floor, but he has a very high fle- ceiling. Does that make sense? I agree with you. You don't often you you've not been too bad today. No. I quite like that analogy. Okay, would you yeah. rather fight one horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses? We always get that. I'm yeah. not answering that. Yeah, yeah. And then Ram's career conundrum. Who am I? I was at Forest. Went to Newcastle. Went to Spurs. Went to Villa on loan. Went to Forest on loan. Went to QPR. Then retired in 2014. Ah, easy. Les Ferdinand's got to be, isn't it? Les Ferdinand retired in 2014. Yeah. What? <laughs> Are you having a laugh? No, I just thought if I said it firmly enough, I might just get away with it. You're laughing, oh, no, mate. <laughs> You're having a laugh. Um, uh, did he? How old would he been? He retired in 2006. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I was sure as sure could be that was Les Ferdinand. I thought he only finished seven years ago. Sugar, um, you've lost your fucking mind, mate. It oh must have been God. Stan Collymore then. That's the only other one I can think of. Because Collymore oh went from God. Forest, didn't they? Collymore, oh, no, Collymore in 2014. Where, where are you? What? what year? What year? Are we actually in? We're in 2021, mate. Mate, Stan Collymore retired what? in 2001. Have you lost your fucking mind? <laughs> it, I've, do you know what? Right, let, let me let me have a look at this. Okay, so he was at Spurs, and they went to Villa on loan, and then Forest on loan. Then keep. Is it Darren Bent? Well, there'd be Charlton in there. Oh, uh, yeah. Or Marcus Bent. Yeah, oh, it could be Marcus. Yeah, no, Darren Ben only retired two years ago. Ben. Maybe Marcus Ben. Well, he was at Ipswich, so it wouldn't be him. <laughs> Marcus Ben, Wikipedia. No, Marcus, for- Marcus Ben is playing for Cornard United. Ah. Out in, so, uh, in Suffolk. So, Forest to Newcastle, to Spurs, to Villa on loan, to Forest on loan, to QPR, to retired. I mean, it's not. Uh, Big Bobby Zamora. It's definitely not him. Ah, oh, I don't know the answer to that. Spurs to Villa. I'm wondering if it's a dud question. Oh my god. I mean, I keep thinking Steve Stone, but that's just like 30 years ago. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know. know that. I We've got to move on. I'm afraid. Jermaine Genus or Defoe? Not Defoe. When no, did Jermaine Genus retire? Yeah, that could be. Not terrible shout. 2016. Fuck off, man. Uh, Sheringham retired in 2015. Yeah, but he was at West Ham, Sheringham. Yeah. No, I'm stumped, really, mate. No, it's a stumper. It's a, it's a complete... is, he, is he cheating? Is this a player? Well, I, I, I think it's a dudder. A dud question, as it's known in the trade. <laughs> but look, I've got to move on here, all right? Because time is running shallow for me. I just, I think he's lying. This is a question while you work it out. I'm going to carry on He's because lying. the fans want to get through these questions. You keep thinking this is a cricket one, so you don't have to listen to it. One for you, I guess. 
who he hasn't said he's from at guna fi ho uh do you think all the indian players would pass the two kilometer time trial could you do it uh, i wouldn't be able to do it anymore sadly but probably by the summer i could and uh i don't know the indian cricketers fitness that well i mean rishab pant looks like he's carrying a little bit of timber so i don't think he could ashwin's not a natural athlete is he um but i don't know you tell me i would like to know the answer to that uh, when does the form, first formal Sancho bet go in? This is from uh, Emmy Martinez's, Emilio Martinez's number one fan, uh, Mr. Kimchi himself, Chris Barker. Uh, Emilio Martinez f- is a very good keeper, but he had a poor, poor game. Ah, Chris so Barker well. seems to be really just, you know, he's, he's, he's saying he's the top five signing in the Premier League over last year. I mean, can a goalkeeper have that much importance when you've got the likes of, you know, Bruno Fernandes out there and... Uh, and Thomas Susek and others. Susek's outstanding, yeah. So, um, um, anyway, first formal Sancho bid, I'm thinking he means, rather than bet, would okay. be... It'd be end of the season. Okay. So we've got a while to wait. Right, over to you. Uh, Toby here says, do you think it's time for LFC to start rotating the front three? Seen it already with the addition of Yota and the lack of moves for the centre-back in centre- in January. Mm, Could mm, indicate mm. saving funds for a serious run at Mbappe or Sancho or mm. possibly for Haaland mm. next summer. And then he said they'll want to maximise yep. the value received for the front three. Yeah. And with Jürgen yeah. courting Mbappe since he was at Monaco, mm. combined mm. with Madrid having no money, mm. they might be mm. willing to sacrifice Mane plus cash mm. or even Mane plus Firmino for Bappe as more of a gamble. Very knowledgeable question and a lot of good information in that. So the issue you've got there is that, so number one, I think, yes, I said it last year, Fergie was a master of revolving the the changing room and the team and just keeping it fresh. And I do think they potentially missed a trick not moving on from one of the front three. Although saying that, they probably couldn't have done because the economic climate and the market wasn't there for them last year. So I do think Yotta is having a year to bed in before he takes over one of the front three places. When I look at how they structured the Yotta deal, it doesn't strike me as a club, which you've got the funds to go out and get an Mbappe, Haaland or Sancho. So I think that's living in cloud cuckoo land. Um, but the rotation of the front three, I do think there needs to be a, a freshness there. And it wouldn't surprise me to maybe see a seller move to a PSG or or another club in Europe and they cash in on him. Because they're just so well run and they will get high prices for players when they're at their peaks. Um, this is a question from Robbo here, um, who's got a photo of Brock Lesnar and Donald Trump on his... Uh, very weird. Uh, he says, in two, three, five, ten years' time, and if FI is still around, how much do you reckon the market cap will be compared to now? I mean, rather than do all those numbers, let's just do two years, five years, ten years. So the market cap now, let's say, is 125 million, right? Just make it arbitrary. Or do you want to call it 100? For 100, and then we go to so 210. In two years' time, we go to 210. Two, 300, and then 600 mil. I don't know. What? In 10 years, 600 mil? I, I, don't, I don't know. Well, the, the market cap has to stop at some point, so like... Depends on expansion. I, I still think a billion is, is, in, is in play. All right, fair. but it might be. I think five years, a billion pound market should be the aim. Fair, okay. Um, right over to you, Jack Couchman, who has some interesting questions all the time. Chances we get market makers in three months, percentage chance. Uh, changes mm. to strategy. Panda must be happy with the Sancho situation. What yeah. will Panda's reason be yep. to dash off at the end? Um, so market maker percentage. You and I can probably. 
join together on this. Not that we've checked. Three I would months, say fifteen percent chance. I was going to say ten percent. Okay, so both percent. Twelve point five percent average chance of market makers within three months. Um, and then what will make me jump off Sancho? I would be a little bit concerned, I suppose, if he was still labelled as a midfielder. But I don't think that'll be the case. I think he'll have to naturally change to a forward. You know, there'll be no reason for me to move off Sancho, I don't think, can I, his age and his ability. And he's actually just coming into form. So I won't be jumping off, is the answer there. Uh, Sigmund Freund, who I don't know if he listens anymore, but <laughs> him. Oh, I think all the top 20 players are undervalued currently on Football Index. I probably would agree with that. But if you had to short one and buy the shares back in 12 months, who would you short and The why? top 25 players? Top 20. Right. I'm going to tell you the answer now. Sigmund. Go on, tell me the answer. Well, I'm just going to bring it up, sorry. I'm just <laughs> upstalling why I... Um... Right. Let me see. Who would um... I short in the top 20? Over, um... how, how, when does, do I have to bring up my short contract? 12 months. Uh... Right. It, it, I, I'm going to say... God, it's hard, isn't it? It's really hard because he's right to say that I think they're all good value. Um, I'm just going to have to be boring and say on the risk of Juventus getting fed up and not being as dominant as they were and age Cristiano at 19. I think it'd be Ronaldo or Robertson. He's £2.59 on the buy price. (sighs) Probably would short... I wouldn't want to short any of them, but probably those Cristiano. two with their, I think, have limited ceilings in terms of Ronaldo and Robertson. Do you know a sneaky one? Well, no, I don't know. No, it's a bad. You were going to say Keen, KDB, weren't you? No, I was going to say Hara has a has a K. Yeah, I was. No, th- I thought that, about that as well, right. but I'm only because right. the but, but but no, no, you can't. I mean, he's just his passing quality this year and link up with Son and the two international tournaments mm. are going to do wonders I, for him. I wouldn't want to. Yeah, I wouldn't want to short him over this. Do you know? Two. I wouldn't really want to. It makes me a bit. Squ- Queasy to think about shorting anyone, but probably has to be Cristiano. Uh, mm. Matt Burrows rumours today that Fabinho is injured. How crucial is it oh, that we sh- sign an emergency centre back or buy it loan or signing? <sighs> Did you read the piece in the Athletic where they spoke about they were always going to go into it with fifth, fourth choice and Fabinho and fifth someone I hadn't heard of? But I just can't believe what's happening to that club. If he's injured, this is just well. I mean, the title's probably gone already, but the Champions League hopes are probably gone as well. Hmm. I think it's uh, an emergency, but I don't think they'll do it because they're not yeah. a club that react in emergency situations. I don't think they would. I've got a good one no. here from Old Man FI from the Fig Discord, which you can sign up to via patreon.com yeah. forward slash FI guide. You yeah. have all the money you've got in the index back in your balance. You own no players. You can only buy five players to hold for the next three years with all the funds you have. Who do you buy and why? He says, here's mine in no order. Sancho, cool. destined for United. Fatty, messy replacement and shown to have PB potential. Bappe mm. will always move with the market. Haaland, generational striker who I expect mm. to move to the Prem at some point. And Foden, mm. England's next superstar. What, what a great question. And this links nicely to something I put out. I know you don't necessarily name players, but I do. Um, top 10 bets on football intense. The Panda 10. Now, I I would probably look to actually have 12. I'd have Bruno Fernandes and Joshua Kimmich as stock players, and I'd use those to, to milk the dividends. And to, I'd, I'd collect the dividends, and I'd use those dividends to buy more riskier areas. So I'd, I'd have those two. I'd clearly have Jaden Sancho because he's head and shoulders the best bet, no matter what you see out there on social media, and that'll be proved uh, in the next six to 12 months. Um, so Sancho, Kimmich... Um, Fernandez, Phil Foden, 
I would have as um, as a kind of ongoing force at City. So that's four. Who am I missing, Fig? Who should I put in five? I haven't got my... I can't find my list. Uh, hang on. So Sorry, you've gone mate. for Sancho... I've gone. Sorry, I've gone for Fernandez and Kimmich as my dividend winners. Okay, I've gone for Sancho and Foden as my elite youth. Okay, and then you've I'm got Haaland, Mbappe, Fatty. I'm leaving Haaland and Mbappe. Believe okay, it or not, wow. Okay. Because Haaland, I'm leaving because I don't think he's moving this year, and Mbappe, I just want to see that form correct. Although he's a safe pick, I might go for an Alexander Arnold at that price. Interesting. I know he's been terrible, but you know, if he's still on free kicks, I, I sort of think now. You know, I struggle to see him continuing not to pick anything up. Fair. So, yeah. Uh, right. Uh, this is a question, uh, not a question, angry animal advocate. Lovely account. He says gut health equals feed the microbiome. Very important for dogs too, for any index owners. I want to get that message out there. Eat trash, feel like trash. Most dog food is our equivalent to living off McDonald's. Research what you eat and feed your pets, just like you would a football player. It will pay off. I want to endorse that message. I've moved to a raw food diet for Harry. Uh, the Fox Red Lab, and he loves it so much more. His uh, poos don't smell as much. There's less of it. Uh, his fur is shinier. He seems healthier and happier all around. Bright teeth, good at good energy levels. So I really do think uh, investing in a raw food diet or, or quality food for the, for your pets is uh, a massive plus point. So good comment that is from Angry Animal Advocate. Okay, cool. Yep. Um, um, Jack the Ripper from the Fig Discord here. Ole, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer rings you up and says he wants some advice. Man, you can only sign one of Sancho, Greedish, Upamecano and Haaland this summer. Who do you advise him to get? Wow. Okay. This is really difficult because I think a lot of data accounts are aware of the problems down the right-hand side. So who are the answers there? Sancho, Greedish, Upamecano or Haaland. Do you know what? As much of a Sancho fanboy as I am, I think they should sign Haaland. I think they're in desperate need of a striker more than a winger. So, yeah, they're they're lacking, aren't they? Number nine, a real proper striker, goal scorer. I think I'm a bit surprised Cavani's got so few minutes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Martial last night. Mm. Anyway, right. That was was such a weird performance, wasn't it, from him? FPL audit. Um, controls-based testing, substantive testing, just just some some uh, lingo there for the, the master auditor. He says, watch the master forecaster's prediction for what will happen once the rebate expires in 10 days. Back to what we had before. No, I don't think so. I so don't think so, no. I left a voice note for, I had a good chat. Um, who, do I, who do I really like? I forget his name. He's very, oh, old man. And we had, a, we had a decent debate about this the other night around the state of the market. And I said, I don't think we're going to go back to seeing those dirt cheap prices we saw a few weeks ago. I think that is behind us. But I think with some common sense, you know, we aren't in a position yet where things are going to rocket and it's still going to take quite a bit of time. Absolutely. But when the rebate ends, I don't think we collapse back down to those prices again. Maybe they, but, they extend it. Yeah, I, I just think a period of stability will do the world of good for us all. So um, that's the answer to that one. Uh, over to you. I've got one here from Tamas, the Hungarian hustler, Buccaneers or Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I saw a good piece from Football Outsiders, Aaron Schatz. Schatz? 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 He's, Schatz. A, he's <laughs> a data... It might be, yeah. He's a, he's, he's a really good uh, data analytics guy, writes reports, and he, he linked this Super Bowl back to looking a little bit like the Saints versus Colts when the Colts went in as favourites and actually the Saints ended up winning. Um, and he said the numbers look quite similar on offence, defence and special teams. Anyway, I find it very hard to bet against the Chiefs. And I think Patrick Mahomes is the most talented NFL player I've ever seen. 
Will I be having a flutter on it? I haven't finished diagnosing the game yet and I'm in discussions with my team of gamblers and bettors. If I had to lean now, I'd take the Chiefs minus three. But I'll probably reveal the Super Bowl best bets next week. Mm. Right. Uh, on that, actually, NFL, American football, I'll go a little bit longer just to get this in. Like For any Aaron Rodgers fanboys out there, he's the Packers quarterback. I'm just fed up of people loving loving him and his attitude. Like To me... That, Tom Brady threw three interceptions last Sunday night uh, in the second half and Rogers put up six points in the clutch in the key moments. There's a reason why this guy has only won one Super Bowl. He doesn't deliver. There was a third and goal. He has a wide open lane to run the ball into the end zone and he, and he doesn't shorten the field and he throws it. And then obviously on the fourth down, they kick the field goal, which is just the most stupid coaching decision ever. But like Aaron Rodgers, man, like uh, he is infuriating. He's so talented, right? Fig, but he just hasn't produced the winning moments, but anyway, right, we'll carry on. Okay. I might do an NFL separate podcast one day for people. Right, go on, carry on. <laughs> um, uh, oh, I just had a really good one, but I've lost it. Where's okay. It well, oh. I've, no, I've got one. I've got one. PM, okay. PMK from the Fig Discord. Should we be in, well, first of all, he says, are you joining me in the GameStop slash GME on Vladimir Derida? <laughs> Promise I won't sell. <laughs> How insane is what is going on? Well, it is I'm, one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, uh, Viva uh, the Revolution, and this is something probably for Dr. Duber, you know a bit about this, I reckon. Like, you know, so hedge funds have shorted a stock, and ultimately they've got to buy the, these stocks back at some stage. But Reddit users have banded together with the backing of Elon Musk and the Golden State Warriors owner, uh, who's a big investor, and started buying game stock, uh, stock prices up. It's flown, and hedge funds, Melvin Capital, went bankrupt, and it's put a huge strain on anyone. That shorted that stock, right, Fig? So it is mental. But what's upset me today, have you read this, that it looks like they've stopped supplying GameStop shares on certain trading apps. Yeah. So the capital market, which we're meant to believe is a free market, it's just rigged. They've just yeah. turned the tap off. How can you have any confidence anymore in, in the world? And it's just completely rigged, isn't it? yeah it's um... it's just it doesn't sit well with me i mean look football index of course they've changed bets we've we've been angry about them in the past so i'm i'm fully aware that the, the pot kill and the kettle black whatever you but like you know i just can't believe what i'm seeing yeah it's like the hedge funds and the um the brokers have all run to the sec and they've passed that bill overnight almost to make this massive change they wouldn't do it that quick for state money or or for other re it, God, when the hedge funds and the fat cats have been hitting the pocket, it does feel like they move quite quickly. But isn't... Uh, okay, isn't it dirty tactics? Because you're no more than me. It is, but other side of the coin, the people that are most likely to get burnt by this, whilst hedge funds will lose money, and I don't really have much sympathy for those hedge funds that are, are purely shorting hedge funds, because I don't think mm. many of them will have pension pots or will have a lot of, like, you know, average Joe retail money. They'll have very wealthy clients who will be wanting to to have like a diversified fund that, that are shorting things instead so i'm not really too sympathetic with them the people i do fear sorry for are the retail investors who are buying these stocks because surely these reddit guys are going to be leaving these retail investors to hold the bag so to speak mm. and also yeah like i just uh, i've seen a few commentaries or bits of commentary from people that i really trust who used to work with um and uh i just think it's uh yeah i think it's pretty weird i think it's crazy honestly insane mm. i think it's mm. like 
there should be some sort of regulations around like what's going on right now. It's one of the most insane things I've ever seen. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, incredible. I mean, I don't, I don't know loads about the uh, investing world. Not like sports, so I don't want to pass too much comment. But it just seems incredible what's going on out there. But good to hear your thoughts. Uh, this some is some of from, these guys that on. are like made loads of money from it. They're just rich people that are just going to get richer. A lot of the people that are going to get stung by this are retail investors who are now. And this is not financial advice. This does not mean don't go buy any of these things or go short some of these things. Absolutely not financial advice. My opinion. I think a lot of the people that would get burned are the retail people. Is GameStop going to $1,000? I don't know. It could go to $10,000. But... Yeah, Asia be... are behind it now, I've seen. Asia but, are going to There will be buying. some people that lose a lot of money from this. Mm. Because, yeah, there will be. There just mm. will be. Um, Ordinary investors I... always get hurt in this. Uh, they do. Mm. Headhunter here, Mr. Scrabble himself says uh what he's the guy obviously as we know we've, we've, we've named and shamed him with his scrabble verts what do you make oh no we, we love him actually i feel bad about uh, saying that uh what do you make of the additional info fi provided on share issuance approaching the maximum one million? Oh, we've actually um discussed that haven't we yeah uh, will we see a mad scramble for the last few yes i will um so i, I think that's quite any thoughts on why this is not covered in the new terms and conditions no thoughts yet on that, I'm afraid, from me. No short, no thoughts what on the new get terms and conditions? Uh, why it's not covered in there, the share I, d- I don't know. I thought those terms and conditions weren't very good. They looked pretty okay. pretty poorly written from me. Pretty, Next question. <laughs> pretty company-driven. Pretty, yeah, I don't know. Just didn't look very good. Um, ben Curtis, using a school grading system, how would you grade Mike's first month in charge? One mm. sentence to sum it up. And what could he do to increase the grade by Easter holidays? B minus. Okay. Um, to get up to the A or A plus market makers, I don't think we're going to see that. So just to move up from a B minus to a B plus, um, another two to three sets of comms with with minor UX improvements and user ex- yeah user experience basically uh, additions. So good start to the to the January, I'd say. Uh, football economist says here more boring than a lot of other questions. But do you think this is the short? Do you think this is the start of a period of stability, etc., uh, etc.? Et Look, we said that didn't we when we spoke about a comment from someone just above? I forget who it was. FP awarded. Um, I, I do think we're going to see some stability now, and it will do us the world of good. I don't think that will go down to the dirt cheap three to four pound prices. So okay. I'm just hopeful for some for some stability. Football index peddler here. Afternoon, gents. If you have ah, the a peddler. time machine, <laughs> a time machine that would allow you to mm. take part in one sporting team and event match, which team would you be part of, and for what match? I'd be. A, I'd go back to the fourth of February, two thousand and eight, and I'd be a part of the New England Patriots American football team, and I would be playing defensive back, and I would not let the helmet catch happen. Uh, that was with David Tyree, the receiver of the Giants, and I would ensure that the New England Patriots finished that season nineteen and zero, and were the second only ever undefeated American football team in history. Mm. Okay, mm. I think- would go back in time, and I would be part of the Arsenal team that won the league at uh, Tottenham on the last day. Yep, yep, yep. Decent, very decent. Uh, oh, quick one here cool. from Screech Sensei. How yes, long until yes. Arsenal drag Erdegaard down to their level? Oh, I, I, do you know, this is a good question, right? 
fantastic price. You people know I love the footballer. Really excited about seeing him. Just hint of caution. I think it's going to be tough for him. Yeah. Five months adapting to a new league. I know Bruno Fernandes done it, but Bruno Fernandes was 25, 26. He'd had the Sampdoria experience. He was a captain of Sporting Lisbon. A lot more, just a nouse. I think at this age, to come over to a new league, to settle into a style, um, to adapt, only five months with no buy-on clause, I think it's going to be hard to judge his ability. Um, but I'm super excited about seeing him. Mm. Uh, Corto Maltez, wow, FI. okay. Yeah, Corto says, as no mechanics have been changed, no liquidity provided, how soon are we going to have the next crash? Corto with a with a kind of low blow there, a China-esque low blow. I mean, what's a crash? I don't 10, really 15%, 10-15% drops? Yeah. I don't, probably we might see it if a player got a big injury, maybe? Yeah, mate, but, but yeah, on but, specific players, but market-wide, what would cause that now? I mean, we've got a lot of bad news out of the way. And that's why it's funny. I said this. I saw what I saw the last six months of the uh, 2020 on Football Index as like an airport like, clearing its runway. And a lot of the bad news was hitting us. And the path was then clear for a slight takeoff. And they've just got to keep the decent, sensible news coming now and keep making these improvements. Like IPD's gone. That was a bad bit. All the books were launched. Like a lot of bad stuff's out of the way. Hmm. So what would cause the next crash? Uh, or dividends being dropped if that happened or um, no market makers were ever coming. Yeah. Something like that. But, right. Tony Graham's cool. got a good one here. Yeah. Oh, is that big tone? Is that old that man is, tone? That is, great. is that the one that goes one, gray two, tone, three yeah. at the end? Grey tone. Grey tone. Yeah. Grey tone. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's a cupboard or fridge, right? Yep. Carrots. Yep. Fridge for me. What? What's he? As in, we is have he, to say. Is he taking his tab? What? Well, we have to choose. Following what? things, yeah. What, what do you right. do with these things? Right? Do you put them <gasps> in the cupboard or do you put them in the fridge? Oh, this is interesting, right? There's a he's seen this somewhere because I've recorded it and I haven't finished my note taking on this. A lot of foods we would think need to be in the fridge need to be in the cupboard and vice versa. Okay, so it's let's a do very it confusing world. Well, let's do it. Carrots. You're gone. Right, carrots, cupboard, fridge. Yeah. Potatoes. Cupboard. Cupboard. Onions. Cupboard. Fridge. Really? You put no, onions I'm, in the fridge? I don't, but I'm thinking that that might you be You don't put onions the in the fridge, but you've just said that you should put onions yeah, in the fridge. You, the, quite, yeah, but because this isn't what do I do? <laughs> Why not? Give it, this is. You, no, because if you, you said, you, where would you, if if you, you said, didn't think you that them? you would do it, yeah. then you wouldn't do it. You wouldn't put them in the fridge. But I've got the option because of this question. What do you mean? I don't. Look, just because I don't, this question has given me a new lease of. That's like me saying. That's like me yeah. saying. Yeah. What's your favourite type of donut? And me saying yeah. jam when it's actually yeah. fucking uh, like a, a normal crispy. But cream. what's the problem in that? Because I've got a right free speech. No, no. I could. I say want. Jam. I want what you do. What do what you I'm going do? to do, or what I've done in the past? <laughs> Why would this question change your opinion as to whether or not you should put onions in the fridge or not? <laughs> Listen, I'm incensed. Right. Cupboard then. Peanut Fine. butter. That's cupboard. Easy. Yeah, cupboard. Marmite. I don't eat that shit. Cupboard. Jam. Cupboard. Fridge. No. Wow. That's hard. Actually, mm. it doesn't go off because it's so sweet. And if there's any, if there's any, yeah, but there's usually mold. You can just because... like get it off. Yeah, but usually the bloody you put butter hobos. In, you, you, hobos you, I live with are using the same knife. You don't, you, you use, don't use separate jam. Oh my word! No, you knives. can't tell them in this house. Bread, right. cupboard, 
Freezer. <laughs> yeah, freezer. That's such a good tip for people on, on you know, looking for little budget. Cake. Hacks. That's too broad, I'm afraid, Tony. You've got to specify the type of cake. I'm afraid there. Cake? Yeah. Uh, f- cupboard, obviously. I said fridge. Mm. Ground, oh, yeah, does ground coffee. I don't drink coffee, I'm afraid, Tony. Oh, that, that comes in my Nespresso pods, which arrive every six weeks. So uh, Eggs. that's just kept. Cupboard. <sighs> fridge. Okay, you're a fucking maniac. (laughs) I am a a quirky cat. Uh, FI scientist here, man of my own pedigree, says, on the topic of serotonin, you might want to look into chronobiology and the change in serotonin levels based on your chronotype. I would guess you're an owl based on your uh, bed late, rising late levels. So he's right on that. He knows my routine very well. He's not watching me, is he? Serotonin can change up to 44% in a 24-hour cycle. I will look into that, and I've booked my... I've just liked it. That is just the type of thing I like to read and make notes on. Fine, good. Um, right, the last few then, I suppose. Uh, fun Run, Fat Boy Run, who we love. What the purpose of telling us is limited number of shares. If they aren't going to reveal the number, they have to reveal the number, mate. So I'm hoping we get that visibility. Good point. This it's is a good Lucas... one by F.I. Callum Percy. Hang on. Read. Go on. Tom. Just hold Okay, put, put a mark I'm on holding that. the phone. Um, good. Lucas Vasquez, is he going to be the next GameStop? No, I hate him. And fun fact, fun for the week, reenact your favourite bit of commentary. Right, I'll do a bit of commentary for you now, and you tell me who it is. Right, ready? Um, uh, 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 who's that? Neville. Yes, that's that is Fernando. Hand, that is, that's Fernando no, Torres it's more like, scoring it's more at the like, camp. It's more like, oh, Torres! Yeah, 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 yeah. You've done that much better than me. Yeah, it is. Isn't it's it? more good, like that. Fair. Yeah, good. Okay, you win the that one. Up. Couple of decent scalps. Right, go on. Um, uh, Fi Callum Percy. My opinion is Haaland will become the best player in the world for several years. However, mm. the current PB scoring matrix doesn't mm. suit his game. If my prediction mm. becomes true and Haaland fails to win often, despite scoring forty to fifty goals a season in all mm. competitions, mm. how does that sit with you guys? Knowing the best player in the world won't win PB often, <laughs> it and would sits. you change the matrix? My yep. suggestion is: you score a hat trick, you should get rewarded and more mm. points in the matrix system. Mm. It sits terribly for me uh and it didn't used to i was always anti-matrix chain yeah but we've had so much change on the platform and i've dug into it a lot deeper and asp and luala deserve a lot of credit for this and i've looked at their paper and i think there is something here which would reward more impactful events versus passing or volume actions on a pitch and they educated me who is up upper master level uh so if they can educate me they can educate anyone out there and the thing is with this matrix i mean look i know it's never going to be perfect but just because it's never going to be perfect why shouldn't it be the best it can be and be as intuitive as it can be and i know again we all watch football through different lenses and 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 but it doesn't mean you shouldn't strive for perfection and i just don't think it's good enough this matrix but Again, that's a debate. We can have another... Fo- I'd love a phone-in on that or to talk to people and challenge them on, on that paper um, and have ASP on again and discuss that. I think it's oh, when are we next doing a phone-in or a Next or a week, next link. week. Maybe yeah. not even a phone-in next week. I want to do a weakest link. Like, I would like to do the show with you, either weakest link, right, or we say we're recording between four and five. If people want to dial in, then they're welcome to. And they can just come on. And if they just go with the flow and manage to keep up with us, they can stay on the line. But if they show their dopey bollocks, then we just we just cut them off. <laughs> you know, I wonder if if we didn't make it into a big phone in, but we just said, look, we're recording four till five. 
If you want to dial in, here's the number, and, and we'll try and get you on. I wonder if we could just have a few speakers. <sighs> Maybe. Let's see. I think it'd be very fun. Um, but anyway. Ed Holloway here, or he last couple. Holdaway, says, <laughs> who would win in a WWE Buried Alive match between Sporting mm. Panda and FI God? What is that? Uh, essentially, it's where... I think you put your you put the opponent in a casket, or maybe you don't, or a coffin, and then you 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 shovel dirt on top of it, and bury them alive, essentially. Um, so who would win? Probably me because I watch more wrestling than you. Yeah, and I've got more weight, more weight to throw around. I'm pretty so, heavy these I, days, unfortunately. Oh, okay. And you're a martial artist. Yeah, that's true. So six of one half dozen of the other did you see conor mcgregor got beat by dustin Poirier? i didn't I see it i saw some no, good snippets fight. but good yeah. fight yeah, yeah yeah um right la- well last one from me la- last couple right let's talk cricket from mike wardle i'm going to run through this really quickly stokes or peterson stokes anderson or broad anderson cook or gooch gooch both them off lint off both of them that's that one and then finally in light sorry to rush that in light of the tiago discussion this is from fi ball who we like 83 do you reckon that's what year he was born Probably. But that makes yeah, probably. 38, bully. Um, he says, in light of Thiago, who do you rate as the best progressive passer of the ball in the Premier League era? In the Premier League era? I really like Michael Carrick. From that number six position in terms of progressing the ball, I thought he was fantastic. Yeah, I've got data here, right? Not progressive, but this is penalty area entries per 90 across the big five European leagues. Okay. So this is a combination of carries into the penalty area and passes into the penalty area, okay. right? And... Therefore, it is progressive football. And yeah, maybe it's not breaking lines from deep midfield, but it's into the penalty box. Big actions. Who do you think are the top five in European football? And we're going to end on this. Grealish? Grealish is number one. Neymar? Can you believe that? Aston Villa. I know. The guy is a superstar. Jack Grealish is one. Neymar? Uh, Neymar is not on the list, shockingly. Messi? Messi's number two. Yes. Sancho? Number three. Okay. Uh, so Surprise three. me. That's really impressive from you. you know? uh, who else is out there? Progress. Insigne? Fuck, uh, oh, you're good, actually. Number seven. Wow, okay. Impressive. Uh, okay. Yeah. So Insigne, I'm, I'm, good. I'm on, the, I'm on the ball here. You really are sharp today. Uh, it, if you people want to look this up, it's at Atom underscore Davidson. It's called Spacing Invaders. Um, Stats Bomb and FB Refer, the data providing for it. But Kevin De Bruyne? Yeah, number five. Okay. This is your best. So I just piece need number four. Of extra cast work. I just need number four. Yes. And that is going to be. Is it a Bayern um, Munich player? No. Shall I tell you? Yeah, go on. Angel Di Maria. Ah, I would never have got that. Honestly, no, I would never I have got that. that. So That's Grealish, really Messi, Sancho, Di Maria, De Bruyne. Is that per just 90? Per 90, okay. yeah. That's still um, num- six to ten out of interest. Dominic uh, Berardi, who yeah. I actually I quite like. Uh, Insigne, incredible from you to get that. Serge Gnabry. I was going to say Gnabry as my buy-in um, pick. Yeah. Um, Gio Reyna, number nine. Wow. Fascinating. And Kylian Mbappe, number ten. Yeah. Mbappe was uh, going to be one of my other shouts. Number well. 11. Mm. Actually, now we're on this. Now, just a shout out to number 11, which has impressed me. Um, Joao Cancelo. Yeah, he's been phenomenal this season. Yeah, it's and so he's weird, isn't it? How, it's so weird how, isn't it, with their first seasons, Pep looks like he hates all these players that he buys. Yeah. And then the next season, a- they just become fucking amazing. It's so weird. He's such a good coach. That's funny, that Richard, Gies, Richard Key's comment saying maybe Pep should bring in um, 
uh, uh, um, big Sam Allardyce uh, to see if he get the defence sorted. And then ever since then, he's like conceded hardly any goals. I mean, as if, as if Pep needs him. But they might, they might anyway. have the, the least goals conceded of any Premier League team ever. Oh, actually, no, be. no, you yeah. can't, can you? Because that Chelsea oh, team conceded Chelsea like 15 goals. Carvalho, Czech, Terry, McAlealy. Yeah, so uh, difficult Jonah, times out Jonah there. Two, two, no, two. no, this is gone. Very this last is the one. last one because it's a I've quick got to go. Gone. Better manager in their prime. Fergie versus Wenger. Oh, Fergie. Fergie. No doubt. Jose versus Ancelotti. Oh, I think what Ancelotti had to do was tougher because it's more of an offensive, pleasing game. But I've got to give Joe Prime Jose credit. So yeah, Jose. Prime Jose. Pep versus Klopp. I think oh, Pep. Pep for me is Revolutionised football. Yeah. Dyche versus Dean Smith. Dyche, <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess. I like Dyche. I don't. Yeah. I'd, I'd, like, I'd never have him at Arsenal, but like, do you know what I mean? He's, no, he's done, every he's single done the business. every single season for the last like six or seven years, apart from I think this one or the last one, they've always been odds on to go down. Like they've been yeah. in the, the three least odds. No, he, he's done the business. This guy, I can't knock him. I I would lay them consistently every year, you know, on on Betfair to go down. Mm, you'd be a rich man. Um, Lampard versus Gerard. Gerard. Pochettino versus Tuchel. Pochettino. Yeah, I think Pochettino. I'm not a big fan of Tom Tuchel. I'm going to say out, out, out there. I said it on the last week. I yep. said it on my State of Play podcast. Yeah. And I'll say it again. I just don't think that's okay. a nice fit. We shall see. I'm on the fence. I'm getting spooked. And I swear to God, if we have an announcement today at seven o'clock, I am. Um, oh. I'm, I'm, um, I'm shutting up shop. Good. All right, mate. I've got to go. Listen, for people out there, it is a really shitty time of year. So yes. uh, hang in, hang in there and um, stay safe. You know, we'll stay safe. We'll talk next week, Fig. Yes, we will. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. <laughs> have a great day. We'll have more Fig Cost Extra for you next week. Aguero! 